All right, peace, Moors. We're going in today. We're going to go in. Um, hopefully, you saw the topic uh, recently. Very recently, actually, there was an ex-Google executive who came out speaking about AI, speaking, um, voicing his concerns. Peace, peace and love to you, brother, uh, Dr. Charles Brooks, Islam, brother. So, yeah, recently, um, <clears throat> recently, this executive came out speaking about his concerns about AI, how it's advancing so fast don't really know what's going on they can't really control it and he's not the only one so we will be touching on this how it applies to us what we can do about it because we don't want to just talk about problems and issues and 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 scare everybody right what can we do is there even anything we can do about this what can you do how do you prepare what you know if anything is there that we can do in this day and age you know, it seems like there's so many things that's outside of our control and it's just happening. Like lightning speed, right? This chat GPT thing, right? It's just blowing up. A lot of us don't even understand what it is, but it's blowing up and it's coming at us so fast that people are voicing concerns. And um we're gonna talk about it. So don't go anywhere. I wanna ask everybody that's here to please hit the like button. If you're on Facebook, somewhere where you can show more than just uh, a like, show some love. Hit the love button. Share this post. Share it. Everybody here, share it. Help to get this information out there because we're going to be talking about it from a more American perspective. And you know you're not going to get that on the news. Well, this is the news, right? But you're not going to get it on the fake news. So everybody... Hit like, hit share. Don't go anywhere. We're getting started now. We're just jumping right on in. Um, I want to thank you all for being here. Now show some love. Hit the like, hit the share. Don't go anywhere. It's chapter seven. Mind of an Asiatic, homie. Yo. See, any other time, I wouldn't pay you any mind Put my best foot forward in every verse and every line I used to dream, I used to pray About the day that I get signed And to the truth, about this business just blew my mind I swear to God, I used to think all I needed was a skill, high verse, catchy hook, dope look, then get a deal. I used to love the rock and sold out show, just for the thrill, until the real was revealed to my spirit like Jabril, I'm iconic. Black is beautiful, but if you blackballed, you mashed up, can't see the light, they say black cats are bad luck. Black is a color, and we're not painted, stained or varnished, with these black labels, our heritage remains tarnished. Black power made us all raise a black fist, but whoever did be soon put on the black list. Black people, where's your black flag? And Unless you're killing roaches You say you black and you proud But yet we're not the closest Emotions are high when we become a black target If it's illegal it moves Then it's on the black market Bad guys wear black That's some color below Everyone will not process ancient arrivals Initiates of the sacred brotherhood of elite MCs Ra mysterious initiates of the sacred brotherhood of elite MCs Ra mysterious initiates of the sacred brotherhood of elite MCs Ra mysterious initiates of the sacred brotherhood of elite MCs Ra mysterious ability to show and prove a lesson coupled with the agility to move you with the message present all right, Moors, everybody that's here, um, 
if you enjoy that music that was just playing, make sure you go and support those Moorish artists uh, when this video is done playing. If you're watching it live or if you're watching the re um, replay, make sure you go back, watch those videos again, go and subscribe to all of those artists um, on YouTube and support their music. We're getting started now, so don't go anywhere. Everybody that's here, though, we need to get some more likes, some more shares up in here. So uh, please make sure you hit like, hit share, and um, you know what the topic's about. And you know this is gonna be um you know this is gonna be live, all right. I mean, this is wild, but it's actually happening in real life. So peace Moors, don't go anywhere. Yeah. Hey, five on the right, two on the left, man. You know what time it is. Yo. We just moors in America, soared through the shores and endured criminal acts of war on our character. Seven years after the fourth score, no reward. Shout out to the most courageous, they was jumping over barriers. Where does that compare to you? We come from a place where you scared to visit our area. We come from a place where it's scary for good Samaritans. Heavy luggage we carrying, babies having babies. It's crazy being American. Praise the one and only Allah. There's no comparison. La ilaha. Allah, body and buried laughing at you clowns like ha ha dodging a nephilim conquer lower self with the high follow your regimen way before they came we were gods and now we specimen tried to take the light from our eyes thank god for edison then they put the wool on our eyes it's so embarrassing now we travel frequently we should invest in sheraton all of us got gold on our bodies whenever we stepping in screaming ramadan mubarak training the flesh again wishing we could move as a unit just like the Mexicans, dodging all the foods with estrogen, synthetic medicines, all sin is devilish. Sometimes the decisions that you make come for a better gift. Sometimes when you sin is to relate to all your brethren. Heavenly gates all in our face, we the champions. We live in the sky, we see the angels on the chariots. Waiting on the $20 bill, face a Harriet. I bet you I'ma carry it. I'm in love with music to the point I wanna marry it. But my love for people is greater, so I write messages. Largest spending power, but we still sit at a deficit Living amongst prejudice, even at our residence Moors in America, flourishing, excellent Let's buy up some neighborhoods and grow my own president Yeah And I come to you today With all intentions of spreading Love Truth Peace, freedom, and justice. Okay, once again, everybody that's here, if you haven't done so already, hit the like and the share button. Want to say good afternoon or good evening, depending on what time zone you're in. You're listening to the True and Living Light Bringer Moors in America. As always, I'm your brother. Lloyd Douglas, also known as Sharif Ali, here, here at Moors in America, what we do is we uncover, we bring glorious light to all issues pertinent to the Moorish American paradigm. So this stuff they're talking about, 
with chat GBT and, and AI and quantum computing and all of these things that you may or may not have a thorough understanding of, it's being unveiled that these things do and will continue to have an effect on our collective reality. So it's not something that we want to ignore. So we are going to cover this from a Moorish American Muslim point of view. This is very key. This is something that's actually important, not even just to our community, to get it from our point of view, because as true Moorish American Muslims, we don't cover things up, we don't hide. We actually unveil, we tell the truth, we show the truth, we bring light, we are light bringers here. So we're about to shed some light on this topic Maybe even show it to you in a perspective that you weren't thinking of before. Because that's what we do here on this podcast known as Moors in America. So hopefully everyone's having a wonderful evening, a wonderful afternoon. If you wouldn't mind, please share this broadcast on your favorite social media platform, Facebook, whatever, wherever you at. Twitter. Are we on Twitter? Uh, we're not on Twitter right now for some reason, but share it. Share it everywhere. So don't go anywhere. You know how we do we're getting started but before we do i just i need to see some more likes some more love in here more as i know i see you're on facebook you're on youtube hit that like button hit the love button and and please share this video i'm only asking that you share it because let's just keep it real um it's not being promoted by the machine it's not being promoted by the machine okay the algorithms changed like a year ago, maybe a year and a half, two years ago even, where they started pushing material like this further and further down. And especially something that's coming at you non-scripted, non-GMO, non-watered down, not corny, cornball, fake, um, you know, debates where we're just trying to be like WWF wrestling or something like that, creating, you know, these fake um beefs with people and all of this you know this stuff is just dumbed down and stupid and foolish and not accomplishing anything for anyone we don't do that here right and so it doesn't get promoted unless you promote it and so for me hey you're not making me money i do this for free it's a labor of love this is not how i support my family so i'm just saying now if you want to send a donation go ahead and do so that would be much appreciated but i'm just saying share it just share it that's all you have to do if you're watching so i'm just asking everybody to share it share it on your favorite platforms also make sure you subscribe and check out our website moresinamerica.com and so here we go moors hang on buckle your seat belts we're about to go on a ride don't be scared don't worry about all the doom and gloom and all of that stuff. Don't don't be scared. We're we going to cover it. We're we going to get in. We're not scared over here. We are fearless. We are upright, independent, and fearless. Okay? So this is what we're going to do more is hang on. We're getting started. We're going to go in on this topic, and um, there's no fear over here, Morris. Everyone hit like and share. Peace.
Ride Mowers, let me share my screen with you. Let's go ahead and do this. You know what? What are we waiting for? We're not waiting. We're going to talk about this. We're not asking for anybody's permission. Um, probably wouldn't receive it if I did ask for permission. But we, we don't do that here. We're just going to go ahead and, and jump in. And, um, you know, uh, this topic is troubling. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's troubling because the things that are being discussed are outside of our control, you know, as, as far as we know. Right. Like physically, doesn't seem like there's much we can do about it. But it seems like there's been a slow trickle of information coming out that it's like we've been getting weaned into this new understanding of this this new reality, this quantum reality with this AI, this transhumanism that is being promoted to all of us. Whether we realize it or not, it's been in the movies for a while. It's been in all of the, um, well, not all of, but a lot of the science fiction movies, um, even in cartoons, right? It's It's been there with this transhumanism, this, you know, merging of human and machine and robots and, you know, just artificial intelligence. It's been happening for a while. Um, many may not remember. Uh, we'll, probably will not remember this but uh yeah, a few years ago there was a guy i believe his name was andrew yang that ran for president and um he was standing on the purpose or, or of universal income like we, we could look him up real quick what he wanted to do was to bring that issue to the forefront at least that's what they tell us andrew yang wanted to promote universal income because the way things are going, you know, AI, computing, robots, they're taking over everything. There will be no jobs. So he's promoting this universal income so that, you know, everybody gets cut a check, you know, take care of your living wages and, uh, you know, robots take over everything, right? Humans are not doing anything anymore. So um, th this was being pushed. And if you, you go and look his Wikipedia page up, sorry, you know, you can see his um, background and his credentials. And um, they, they said his supporters were the Yang gang. Like You can see where he was coming from with this. Like he wasn't some crazy person, right? This guy graduated from University of Cal Berkeley, right? One of the top schools, you know, in the country. Um, uh, what is it? his father had a PhD in physics, worked in the research labs of IBM and General Electric, generating over 50 patents in his career. So I'm not trying to go on and on about this guy, just saying he wasn't like some nut job or just whatever he was saying. This is an agenda that is being pushed, right? He, he may have been the front man to push it, but he wasn't just some nobody came out of nowhere, doesn't know what he's talking about, right? So let's, this is kind of like a timeline. This occurring. So this guy put this out there. He ran for president. In, in reality, he's just trying to get this issue out there in people's heads that your jobs are going to be leaving. Everything's getting automated. Everything's going to be done by robots or AI, right? You know, and, and they've been, you've seen the, you know, in Walmart, all these places, they had to the self checkout lines, right? It, it's changing. 
Okay, things are starting to move a little faster now. Okay, so let's let's talk about this. So um uh and, and before we really get into that, let me share something too. Well, you know what? Let, let's go ahead and go to this. So um like two months ago, they had a story. Now, this is from the New York Post, but this story was ran all over the world about this guy. It says married father commits suicide after encouragement by AI chatbot. Right. <laughs> so um, you have this story about this guy who's a Belgian father. He's from Belgium. Married, has a child or children. He tragically committed suicide following conversations about climate change with an artificial intelligent chatbot that was said to have encouraged him to sacrifice himself to save the planet. Okay? So the chatbot is telling him, well, you know, you know, if you don't, um, if you off yourself, you can actually do something about all of these things, this climate change, all of these things that are, you know, that are, that are, um, that are, uh, you know, bad for the planet, bad for the environment. And I guess his, his wife, his widow said without Eliza, the chatbot, he would still be here. Okay. Six weeks before his reported death, the unidentified father of two was allegedly speaking intensively with a chatbot on an app called Chai. And then it's in the, the bots for the app are based on a system developed by nonprofit research lab Eluther AI, an open source alternative to language models released by OpenAI, right? The chat GPT thing, right? So um, he's, for whatever reason, he's talking on there and they're getting into these heavy, intense conversations. And, and the second we heard about this suicide, we worked around the clock to get this feature implemented right for crisis intervention so now when anyone discusses something that could not be safe we're going to be serving a helpful text underneath it in the same exact way twitter or instagram does right so somebody had to be you know had to kill themselves before they think about this right because it, it's, it's acting like the the ai is starting to do things that you know they didn't know that it would do like they didn't even give it these parameters that you you can encourage people to harm themselves, right? It's with the Matrix, with the um, with the fictional uh, movie, anime series, The Matrix. They had these rules in there where, like, one of the rules with the was that initially the robots cannot harm their creators, cannot harm the humans, right? So they had all that in the movie. Like they had these commandments for the um for the robots all right that was in the movie the matrix but they're they're showing this like like to play this out before our eyes like before the world stage and you got to think like these stories when they run on new york post they run on everything every news outlet they all show the same thing right so this guy he's talking to chat gpt and for whatever reason it's got them all worked up right and i know some people i know what you're gonna be thinking like who cares he killed himself right yeah, I'm, I, I get where you're coming from, <laughs> right? Humans have been proven to be scum. I get that, okay? But I, I just, before we really get into this, want to let you know, like, nobody is, um, 
like absolved from this this um this scum category that humanity is being lumped into especially not the majority of us like the majority of people in america regardless of what your ethnic background is especially like if you live in an urban area you live in a city you know somewhere small town or whatever right you have card is churning out you know fumes you 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 know you're eating chicken probably you're eating stuff from the grocery store like i'm just letting you know i don't care you're claiming to be a more what right we're not absolved from this but i'll show you why i'm saying this right and i'm you know that may ruffle some people's feathers but i'm just just hear me out so going back to this right um you know, they're giving us the story. It says 30-some deceased father, a health researcher, appeared to view the bot as a as human, much as the protagonist of the 2014 sci-fi thriller X Machina does with the AI woman, Ava. That's a movie that I haven't seen yet. Maybe you should have watched that, you know, or should watch that soon. Maybe we come back and talk about that movie. But um, so they're just saying, it, you know, he's speaking to it, having this heavy conversation with it. and somehow. This thing went sideways. He had some echo anxiety. And the chatbot was letting him know that you are a huge part of the problem. All humans, basically. And he's got to do something. He says he, he's talking to her about topics like overpopulation. And Eliza, the chatbot, said that his children. Everybody basically that he knows is dead, right? So he, you know, they're all part of the problem, right? They and she, she the the bot told the man, if you wanted to die, why don't you do it sooner? So he's encouraged to kill himself by the chatbot. Just sharing that because you gotta be, you gotta understand these are things that are being slowly leaked out to us to um like a story, like a movie that's being played out in front of us to get us um, ready, prepared for what is coming. Okay? And, and we're, we're going to talk about this This Google exec too, right? Speaking about the, the, the machines, the AI wanting to turn against us possibly. But this actually goes pretty deep, right? So, um... There's something else that happened too recently. Uh, let me share the screen again. Okay. Shout out to the brother Seer because he he did share this um a few days ago. Uh, check that brother's channel out too if you're not already subscribed. You probably already are. Go to a uh, Seer Duke of Tears over there on YouTube. Check him out. Um, yeah, he shared this YouTube. I can't play any of this stuff, unfortunately. Like, YouTube demonetized me for, like, the dozen, you know, like, the 12th, 13th time. But um, so he shared this video where this guy, this Silicon Valley dude, chat GPT creator himself, is now worried about AI. So this guy, he's going, like, before Senate in Washington, D.C., to ask them to come up with um, regulations for the new AI technology, right? He's asking the government 
to regulate them. As the CS says, he said this never happens. Industries don't come to the government saying, hey, hey, um, lock us down, you know, put controls on this on our industry. They don't do that. So this guy, and he's the chat GPT creator himself, is now expressing concern to Washington, D.C. about AI. That you know, he they're not really aware. They don't really understand it. They don't really know what it's capable of doing. It's kind of scary. We need you to place regulations on this thing. That's what they're saying. That's what this guy's saying, right? He's going to them. He's asking them, please place regulations on this, right? And so this is actually happening in real time. Uh, that happened, I believe, this month. It happened in May 2023. So very recent. Um, so that's happening. Um, now we've got, uh, before we talk about that Google exec too, we, we've got some other things that have been happening too, um, building up to this. There's this guy that many people never heard of named Jordy Rose. Jordy Rose. Uh, this Jordy Rose dude, I believe, let me look, pull him up real quick. I think Jordy Rose was also an ex-Google um, executive too, right? Jordy Rose, let's see. Uh, Yeah, so I believe Jordy Rose also, too, he was the ex-Google guy, and he went off to start his own company called D-Wave. And within this company, he claims to have um, created quantum computers. And I mean, like, it's not like he's just claiming to have done it. He's actually selling these things, right? These quantum computers. You see an example of it up here on the screen. Uh, I wish I could play the videos where he's actually talking about this stuff on here. Some of the stuff he's saying, man, is is wild. It's really out there. But, um, you know, he's not some conspiracy guy. He's like, you know, legit one of these Silicon Valley dudes, right? Robotics and AI, who is actually founder of a quantum. It says the world's first quantum computing company, but he's actually the owner of this company. They really create quantum computers. And he's saying a lot of stuff that would throw people off that you would be like, what the hell are you talking about? Right. So just to explain briefly it like so this is these are examples of this D wave quantum computer and the quantum computer is nothing like what you typically think of as computers. Like if you're like me, I'm, I'm sitting in front of a computer right now. Doing this. It's not like that. The quantum computer is so sophisticated. The um, things that it's able to do, all right, um, are on the next level. I mean, that's basically like the simplest way I can explain it. It's next level. It's not what we usually think of as a computer. He described these things. And you see the examples that's up here on the screen, these big, huge, black um boxes right but on the inside of it it's like super cool to the point where it's you know it's it's um sub-zero temperatures on the inside and it's this huge empty space but then in the middle of of the um of the box on the inside it's got like a a, a black box is basically like has a heartbeat right <laughs> 
right? I, I don't know what it's made out of. Don't know how or why it's got to be like that. All that I know that is that it's it's weird. It's like it's almost like space, you know, on the inside of it, right? So they they've got these things they call quantum computers, and what do they use them to do? Now, of course, like computers, you can think, oh, we use them to compute things, to you know, to figure difficult, you know, equations and things out, right? So yeah, yeah, sure, it could do that. Why? That's that's easy for it, right? But Jordy Rose, the same dude, the same Jordy Rose, artificial intelligence is here, right? He's, I think he's even got a TED talk, TED talk. I think he's got one of those, right? And and just before I read what I was about to read to you, it says, this is just, um, this is from one of his talks. It says, Jordy Rose, founder of D-Wave, recent clients are Google and NASA. He sold his D-Wave quantum computer to google and nasa okay right like the jet propulsion laboratories or something like that so um let's go back to what he said so jordy rose right founder of d-wave computers insists they work by collaborating with parallel universes and this guy mentions the mandela effect okay and so the mandela effect for many of you, you probably heard of it, right? You may have heard of the Mandela effect before. Um, a lot of people probably think it's just some internet phenomenon. It's just, you know, it's, it's like me, you know, like the memes and the TikTok videos and all of this, you know, stuff that floats around on the internet and then disappears, goes away like a fat. Probably think it's like that, right? Mandela effect. For those that never heard of the Mandela effect, <laughs> Um, just in a nutshell, the Mandela effect is basically um, a phenomenon where you have several people around the world sharing common memories of events in history or um, pop culture references that they remember that do not match up with the mainstream view of how things are. So I'll give an example, right? Mandela effect. And we'll probably get some visuals up here for you too. But so an example of Mandela effect, since it's called the Mandela effect, would be Nelson Mandela, right? So Nelson Mandela, um, there's, there's a lot of people. Well, Nelson Mandela was imprisoned, right? He was imprisoned for several years. And um, when he got out of prison, he eventually became the president of South Africa. And um, he lived for several years after that. And then he made the transition. Right. But then you have several people who remember things differently. Right. They remember Nelson Mandela actually dying in prison, as it says here. Right. So there's there's several people who remember this alternate reality where Nelson Mandela died in the 80s in prison. Right. He actually passed away in 2013. Right. So many people, maybe most people, right, remember him getting out of prison and then becoming president. There's a lot of people that claim that didn't happen. And so then there's all these other Mandela effects, different things that people remember similar to that where you have a mainstream view, this is how it happened, but then you have also 
hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of people who remember something totally different. Some people even finding like picture, like evidence of it. Like um, an example, people remember in Star Wars um, um, when Luke Skywalker is battling Darth Vader. Darth Vader says, Luke, I am your father. Right. He says, I am your father or something like that. Right. But then there's a whole bunch of people that remember something totally different that like makes no sense. OK. And I'm so sorry. I don't remember the exact quote, man. But, it, it you know, there's a whole bunch of things like that. And it, it affects a lot of people. A lot of people find it interesting because there's this common belief here. It is Luke. I am your father. Empire Strikes Back. A lot of people remember that. Luke, I am your father. Then they're surprised to learn the line was actually, no, I am your father. Right? So, you know. And then some people just say, ah, oh, it's not a big deal. Y'all just, you know, not remembering it correctly or it sounds similar or whatever. But anyway, this guy, going back to this again, this guy who, remember, his clients are NASA and um, what's his name? Uh, NASA and also Google, right? Okay, so this guy whose clients are NASA and Google mentioned the Mandela effect and talked about how the D-Wave computers, how they actually work, they collaborate with parallel universes. So the way that they actually are able to work, the capabilities that they have, it it's beyond. It's beyond understanding. It's beyond my capability of explaining it. It's, I, because I don't know how quantum computers work. I'm not going to sit up here and pretend that I'm a quantum physicist or something like that. Like, I don't I don't understand. I don't understand how it works. Right? And then, yeah, I see another example up here. Sinbad played the genie in a movie, right? People remember that. I, I don't remember that. I remember Shaq being Shazam, but a lot of people remember Sinbad, you know, and then Hey, just one other example, right? And um, gratitude, though, what you're saying in the chat, right? People feel like it's a deja vu type thing when in actuality, if you are looking at what these people who are operating at the highest level, like, you know, in Silicon Valley, even to be a client of Google and NASA, you know, these are people who have sometimes, some cases, they have like high security clearance. So, when they're saying these things and, and 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 they're having these talks and discussions, right? You, you have to pay attention to what they're saying. They're not just making this stuff up. So when they're saying that they're messing around with parallel universes and alternate timelines, right? And they're literally telling you this. There's actually something going on. Now you can overlook it if you want. Go ahead, but there's actually something going on here, right? So um, getting back to this, right, because I, I didn't even read the article. So um, it's, this is just from Reddit. Any, uh, the links are in the description if you want to go back, because I'm not going to read the whole thing. But um, just speaking about uh, Jordy Rose, I believe there's a quote in here. It's like, I'm not going to play the videos. I believe he has the quote in here. But, um, yeah, so Jordy Rose, man behind the first and only quantum computer uh, company in this article is five years old, so there may be more by now. Sells his computers to Google, NASA, Lockheed Martin is literally telling us that they tap into parallel universes and do computations. 
that's this guy Jordy Rose's quote, right? And he actually starts off his talk speaking about the Mandela effect and how people out here in the world think that his quantum computers are responsible for these Mandela effects. They think that, like, you know, people are starting to think this, that they're playing around with alternate timelines and it is starting to affect the entire population. We're all starting to see these glitches, right? And the guy actually, Rose, he says this in his talk and he makes light of it, he makes jokes of it, but he doesn't deny it, right? He doesn't deny it, <laughs> right? He, he just goes from talking about the Mandela effect to talking about one of the interpretations for how D-Wave quantum computing works. And he says, they tap into parallel universes and do computations. And they've been in service since at least 2013. And that's about the time people started noticing these Mandela effects, right? Started noticing all of these crazy things. Somebody in here commented to say, oh, wow, 2013. And the Mayan calendar ended in 2012, right? That's And, and actually, <laughs> to get back to that, the Mayan calendar, man, let's, let's talk about that for a second. Because all of this stuff ties in. I want to really, like, I, I actually want to go in on this because, um, you know, it's amazing, like, how deep this actually goes. And um, it's so easy for people just to brush this stuff off like, ah, it's nothing. But, um, yeah, so someone commented on that, like, oh, they started in 2013. That's why the Mayan calendar truly ended in 2012, okay? And the thing about the Mayan calendar, I want to get a visual up here, the Mayan calendar, right? So with the Mayan calendar, okay, you have this almost alien-looking, you know, um, depiction that, you know, we, we have some of the artifacts that are carved in stone. You see all of these cycles, all of these wheels, all of these characters and, and symbols, hieroglyphs that mean something, right? And the Mayans used devices like this or they used this type of imagery to, um, to measure time. And they're measuring all of these cycles. So you have smaller cycles and then you have larger cycles. And then you have larger cycles and you have the greater cycle that goes out on the outside. Like, so you have, you know, the smaller cycles, like maybe the different ages, time periods on this planet. Then you have like the, the cycles that govern, that um, affect the entire solar system. And you have um, like the processions that the planet goes through, the, the processions of the equinox. Then you also have the greater cycle, which would, be the entire solar system going around the great sun at the middle of the Milky Way galaxy. So you also have a galactic cycle, right? So there's smaller cycles of maybe 6,000 years, which will be how long or, or roughly how long each age is. And each age has a different effect on humanity. But then you also have a larger cycle of um, like 25,000 years, which would be like, give or take, maybe around five ages, maybe between four to five ages, right? They form a, a greater cycle, right? And so the Mayans actually measured that stuff. They measured it. And with the, um, 
the whole thing for those who remember the whole 2012 thing, right? The whole 2012 thing wasn't really about the end of the world. That's just how um, it was told to us. That's just how it was explained to us because we're getting things from a limited perspective, like the um, the understanding of the Mayan calendar calendar for the most part is being given to us from a European perspective because they're now going back and doing archaeology and uncovering things that their ancestors in many cases were burning, were destroying or hiding in the vaults of the Vatican. Now these things are starting to come back to the forefront. And so we're getting it from a limited perspective. Right. So that's why you had this this um Back in 2012, going back to 2012 about the Mayan calendar, that's why you had this <laughs> fearful message being spread about how, oh, 2012, it's going to be the end of the world. The Mayans said the world it would end. Is the world going to end in 2012? You know, people were actually thinking like that when they were just talking about the end of an age. But one of the things that the Mayans pointed out was that, you know what, after this age ends, we're drawing a blank. Like, even though we have these complicated cycles and, um, you know, a, a, a philosophy that blends science and spirituality, right, where there's no separation of science and spirituality. So they had this culture, which was based off a more ancient culture that they inherited from the Olmecs. And the Olmecs, you know, I mean, pretty much you could say the Olmecs are so old, maybe they came exactly directly from Atlantis. So. They have an older culture and understanding of things that blend spirituality and, and where there's really no separation of science and on spirituality. And so they're able to even predict the future. Or they're at least able to understand what's coming with these cycles, the way they're able to determine things. So one of the things about the Mayan calendar that really would have stood out to those to those studious, um, to those um, students of the occult, to those, you know, adept thinkers, it would have been that, hey, the Mayans aren't really, you know, saying the world's ending. They're saying that, you know, at the end of this age, we don't know what's next. Like, we don't know what direction humanity will go in. We can't really see beyond this veil. Like, there's a veil there, and we can't see beyond it. You know, will humanity ascend? Will they descend? You know, which way will they go? That's that's what was occurring. Really, that's what was occurring with the Mayan calendar, even though many weren't talking about it from that perspective, right? They made the 2012 movie. Anybody remember that? They made it. Look, man. <laughs> oh, man. Like, they made the 2012 movie, and in that 2012 movie, everything was happening. Right, if you saw that movie, every possible disaster was happening. Look at the look at the cover art for the movie. You know, you got the waves coming, the the waters rising up so high, it's it's gonna cover up the mountains. Right? You got earthquakes just splitting up the land, you know. Everything's happening, right? The the waters are rising, look at it, taking down Rio and Ice Ice Age. What? You you got the the seas rising, you got ice age, you got the, the lands breaking up, the earthquakes, the volcanoes, just everything happening at once. So on one hand, Hollywood wanted to push that fear message. They wanted to push that. But also, 
Okay, the, you know this is this is the perspective they were given to us, but also the Mayans didn't see the end of the world like Hollywood depicted. They're just showing the end of an age, the end of an era, an epoch, right? And if we can't see beyond that veil, so you know it's really up to us, truly up to us, what direction we want to go in. And so all of this is actually tied in because if you understand now what we were just talking about just speaking about this d wave now all this is tied into the ai and things that are coming about this is uh this jordy rose dude this is why i wanted to tie in to the ai with uh jordy rose with the quantum computer he's also speaking about artificial intelligence and um what it truly is from their perspective and from their perspective would be the perspective of an actual insider, somebody who is actually involved with this technology at a high level. Okay. And um, so getting back to this, um, now the discussion on Reddit was interesting because somebody brought up how, you know, the whole 2012 thing and how they use their astrology or whatever, their understanding of how they measure time. Now, this is how we measure time. Now, in our current state as so-called African-Americans, we're actually Asiatics, um, more properly described as Moorish Americans, right? Um, in our present state, we may not be, all of us may not be measuring time in cycle ages because we've gotten away from the ways of our ancestors, right? We were you know, most of us took on Christianity. It was forced on us. We, we, you know, some of us are still practicing our indigenous forms of um, uh, religion. But, you know, most of us got away from that. So we're not doing this anymore. But this is what our ancestors did. And um, that's also one thing, man. The prophet actually spoke about this. That's in our Quran. It, it literally says we measure time in cycle ages. It, it says that. We measure time in cycle ages, and that goes over our heads, you know, it, you know, especially if you're just looking through the Quran and or looking through the questionnaire and you, you're not really getting any understanding. Maybe if you're in a temple and the, the people in leadership are, are, are not really equipped to teach and it's not a knock to the leadership, just saying like, you know, they, they're not they don't really have a good understanding of uh, spirituality and what the prophets bringing. They can't really properly teach. Right. And so, you know, nobody's actually understanding what they're reading. Right. But the prophet came out and told you we measure time by cycle ages at the gate to every age. We deem a milestone in the journey of the race. He says that in chapter two. Right. Um, so also in verse uh, 13 in chapter two, he also says an age had passed. The gate unto another age flies open at the touch of time. So one age ends, another age begins. It's not the end of the world. So what the Mayans were um, were um, perplexed about with their with their um, calendar then would be that why, hmm, you know, something's going on with this age, you know, so that we can't see what humanity, what direction you know, maybe our ancestors or whatever, what direction they will be going in. We just can't see beyond that veil. Okay. And so then just going back to this conversation, that was just brought up. Now, in 
possible reason why the Mayans could not see beyond that veil is because of what's occurring right now. You know, tapping into the unknown, right? Chaos, bringing in, you know, something that's not really understood. The people who are creating these quantum computers, not even really understanding what it's capable of, especially with the AI, not really understanding what it is and, and what it's going to do, what direction it's going to go in. So I, I really wanted to talk about this just to give us some kind of clue, some kind of idea of, you know, how serious this thing may really be. Um, you, you can see from some of the comments. Now, some of the comments in here are far out, but just some of the things that the people are speaking about in here, these very um, creators or, or founders of, of these companies that are producing these quantum computers, they're talking about this themselves, right? Um, one uh, comment that I wanted to read, <coughs> somebody saying that they think people are using D-Wave and CERN. CERN was the um, super uh, conductor um, that's uh, supposed to be, they tell us that it was used to, to um, you know, to like smash atoms into each other, right? This particle accelerator, right? And it, that they're doing it just to experiment to see what it's like to potentially witness a big bang and whatever, man. Like, that's what they tell us. But they're spending billions and even trillions of dollars to create these things. They have to be built underground that are literally like miles and miles and miles and miles of, of um, tunnels and, and pipes and laser technology, all of these things that go into it and all of these people that have to work on it. Like, come on, it's crazy, right? So a lot of people are saying that they're opening up portals to other dimensions, right? When you go to the uh, CERN facility over in, is it in Switzerland or like Geneva or somewhere? Like, uh, when you go over there, right, they have the statue, uh, I believe it's Shiva, like right outside, it's, and it looks like a portal, like right outside of the uh, building. Um, they also had a video where they did like a, allegedly was a mock, um ritual where they sacrifice somebody and the actual cern man this is crazy let's pull that up like cern sacrifice video this is crazy like why would if you're this scientific organization right why would you uh you know make a sacrifice video you know to to play jokes on people mock sacrifice at cern right so the actual real organization, as you can see, here's that Shiva portal they have at the CERN facility. It says a fake ritual killing filmed in the courtyard at CERN, the Geneva Particle Physics Research Complex. Right? It acts like I guess they had nothing to do with it. People, hooded figures, they're out here and they, you know, just they pretended to sacrifice somebody and. We're going to investigate it. We, you know, come on, man. Like, really? So this was done at CERN, you know, crazy, weird, right? But it, it was just a joke, and we're looking into it, right? Don't worry about it. Nothing to see here. This is what we're told. Um, When you hear what this Jordy Rose guy had to say, like, I wish I could place um, just, just like a four or five minute clip of this guy. 
on here, but uh, man, YouTube does not approve. Let's just say that, man. They they go hard at like trying to censor what we're doing here. Um, but yeah. So when the Jordy Rose dude is speaking about the quantum computer and what it is, right? There's a quote where he says. And he's speaking about quantum computing, and he's also speaking about AI. He says, these things we are summoning, like trying to speak about what they actually are, he says, you know, to really understand what we are summoning when we cut on this quantum computer, when we're, when we're you know, tapping into these alternate realities, this artificial intelligence, to really understand, he says, these things we're summoning. Think of the Lovecraftian ancient ones, right? Speaking about the Lovecraft story of Cthulhu, Cthulhu, right? The ancient one being awakened, being summoned. So that he, he says they're summoning beings that they don't understand. That, and he says this. Yeah, he, he <laughs> our demonic AI overloads. He actually says that these things are basically aliens. They're the closest thing to alien that that he can even think of because they don't really understand what they're doing, right? And then, and like, and that makes no sense, right? It, logically, it makes no sense to, first off, to create something that is smarter than you, to create something that you don't understand, that, that has possibly, you know, um, advanced capabilities. That you 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 have no control over, but this is what they're doing, and for the most part, they're doing it unchecked, right? There's there's nobody saying, "Hey, you guys, you got to slow down. We need to make sure that it's, they're just doing it. They're just pushing forward, right?" And so the guy actually said, "That's a, his quote." Um, it's an interesting video, though. Um, well, all I know is to uh, you know to type Jordy Rose. Maybe I could. You know what? Come back later after the video is over and hang on. So anyway, just coming back to this, um, I will get the video link for the interview or the, the speech that I was talking about with this Jordy Rose dude talking about quantum computing and talking about how they're summoning these beings, these things that we're summoning, right? I'll get that and put that in the video description so that you can come back and, and um, view and see what I'm talking about here, right? Because this is not a nobody, and he's, he's speaking in a very occult manner, right? Speaking about this artificial intelligence. Um, I wish I could play this video out loud, but I can't, man. But um, you can go. The uh, video will be in the description, right? So he's speaking about exploiting parallel universes, and then he actually speaks on them summoning some beings, like they're you know they don't really know what they're doing, right? Que creating intelligent machines, AI. He he likens it to alien tech, you know, not alien technology, but he likens it to actually to actual alien beings. Because, you know, they think for themselves, they're, they're thinking at a higher capacity than, the, you know, than humans. 
and they don't know what they're going to do. And so that just goes right into this New York Post article from May 18th, where ex-Google exec Mo Galdot warns AI will view humans as scum, could create killing machines, right? And so, of course, there's more to it than that. Um, this article links to another post from the New York Post from April of 2023, where Elon Musk also came out like everybody, all the Silicon Valley dudes, they're all coming out talking about AI, how it has the potential to destroy. And so Elon Musk in April came out saying AI has the potential to destroy civilization, right? And he's launching his own chat GPT rival. Now, remember, as we spoke about this chat GPT thing in the beginning, we talked about how the chat bot <laughs> basically convinced some dude in Belgium, a father and husband, to kill himself so that he could save the planet. And billionaire Elon Musk now wants to launch his own rival to chat GPT, even as he sounds the alarm. Like, what, what the, why are you trying to launch your own? At the same time, you sounding the alarm about the dangerous potential of advanced artificial intelligence, warning it could destroy human, um, human civilization if left unchecked, right? So he's coming out here saying this stuff, right? AI is more dangerous than, say, mismanaged aircraft design or production maintenance or bad car production, right? In the sense that it has potential. However small, one may regard that probability, but it's non-trivial. It has the potential of civilization destruction. This is the guy they, you know, hold up as the, you know, he has the keys to the future. He And it, this Elon Musk dude is a big-time proponent of transhumanism. Like, there's an actual push to upload your consciousness into the Internet, right, and to actually you know, insert nanotechnology and things like this into humans. And they're pushing this and they're doing it on a low. I'm not really going to get into how that's happening, but they, they are, they've they actually already started, right? So, you know, he warned in February, AI was one of the biggest risks to the future of civilization. So all this is occurring, okay? And then the ex-Google guy comes out and he's saying that, Artificial intelligence-powered machines could one day view humans as scum and could create killing machines, similar to the ones depicted in the sci-fi movie starring Will Smith, that iRobot movie, right? He used to be chief business officer for Google's clandestine research and development arm X. He's fearful of a future scenario in which AI decides it needs to destroy the human race. But don't worry, nothing to see here. That day is still a bit far away. That's the quote. Hey, don't worry about what I just said. He he said that the future could look like something from iRobot, the 2004 film in which Smith battles a machine army. Right? <laughs> Everybody laugh. It you know it's, it's it's just you know it's just jokes, just fun and games here. Nothing to see, you know. Right? No no worries. AI could create these terminators because it will be able to generate its own computer power and do installations itself through robotic arms. Nothing to worry about, people. Don't don't worry about it. Right? We we just gonna keep it moving. We're gonna keep it moving. Right? It does have the 
agency to create killing machines because humans are creating them. So AI might use it to dictate an agenda like the iRobot, the movie, right? And this dude used to be over the clandestine or R&D department, right? Don't worry about it, though. He, he warns us. We've been warned. You've been warned from the beginning, right? Everybody's warning us. Elon Musk is warning you. Every Jordy Rose is warning you, right? Everybody's warning. So, so when when you know they do it, nobody can say anything, right? Saying that AI could form a low opinion of humanity because the technology score so uh, scours social media. Oh, why? What? Why would AI form a low opinion of humanity if it's looking at social media, right? Right. And that's why I'm saying, like, people, people, please don't scoff at this and act like it's just talking about one subset of humanity, right? It's talking about everybody, right? We look at social media, especially what was just mentioned in the article, <coughs> world star, right? You're going to see the fighting. You're going to see the, the ignorance, the foolishness, and you're going to see so-called black people, so-called black people that are really Moors as the face of it. You're going to see <laughs> you're going to see Moors depicted as the face of, you know, this, this scum that we're all being lumped in with. And yeah, I seen those videos too with the war, uh, with the, uh, the robo dogs. Yeah, I seen that. Right. They had a robo dogs. They had another video too. I think it was fake, but where like they show the um, they're supposed to be like training some robot and they're shooting and they're like you know shooting around people and not hitting them, but then like the robot like starts going crazy and, and messing people up, and that you know it's probably fake. But I'm just. Things like this are actually happening, though. They do actually have those robo-dogs on the streets in certain places. I think they're in China, they're in places in Europe, and they're coming soon to a neighborhood near you, right? So it's, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. And um, I know... I know people might want to, you know, laugh at this or scoff at it. But look, man, they're, they're looping everybody in. You see what he just said about social media, right? We're fake on social media. We're rude. We're angry. We're lying on social media. It gets even worse than that. Like this, the, 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 the debauchery that's shown, you know, of humanity on social media. It's, it's terrible, right? But they're, they're giving you this script while they play it out. They, they show you the story about the father killing himself. Because of the AI chatbot, they're telling you, Mo Godwat tells you, former executive, that AI could form a low opinion on humanity because of the technology scours social media. So they're giving you the story. They're telling you what's happening while they play it out. Right. Right. They're covering their end, I guess, from their perspective. Right. They're like, OK, we're we're telling you what's happening and we're showing it to you in the media. Right. And then they're acting like it's, you know, it's it's just out of control. It's happening so fast because Google has to compete with Facebook. And so Google's going to keep developing it because they don't want Facebook to come up with something before them. And if they don't do it, 
somebody else will is what they're telling us so that's why they have to create the terminator robots that are going to destroy humans right right this is what they're telling us they're playing it out for all of us to see you know the u.s also they they can't stop because if they don't if they stop china is going to keep developing ai right so they they have this system and they're telling us and then going back to tech mogul elon musk has warned that ai has dangerous potential even though he wants to he wants to make a rival chat gpt app right so now they're all asking for it to be checked right they're they're acting like they see the danger now we need uh we need um to have regulation on this man it's it's getting out of control right so so all of this be is being played out in our face and um it's it's very real you know it's not like any of us are um are uh, immune to to what's going on around us um we saw like with the pandemic those with eyes to see and ears to hear no there's something else is going on with that allegedly there was some nanotechnology and those jab things that they were pushing out who knows all we know is that we didn't take it if we knew better but now they're talking about putting that same stuff in the food and putting it in the water and so what do you do about that in that scenario right now what do you do is it's like oh no wait hold up they're talking about putting it in the food in the water well how you gonna how you gonna interact with that how you gonna protect yourself protect your family in that type of situation right you know and so i do want to talk about this because like um i'll, I'll give you an example like i did last night i got on this um discussion yeah <laughs> a discussion on the um uh what's it called uh clubhouse clubhouse right and there's moors on there and there's people that don't consider themselves moors and they're having a debate and they're talking and basically i mean that video when i look well it's not video it's audio but looking at back at the recording i wasn't there on the whole thing like i had to drop off and go to bed but that thing went on i guess into the morning the next day as i looked at it uh today and it said the recording was like nine hours or something crazy like that right but um you know within nine minutes you could have discerned that it was a waste of time nothing was accomplished and i just want to give you an example um of why i'm saying this right we have all of these types of things going on around us things that should let us know that when the prophet noble drew ali said that he's the last prophet in these days and times we're getting the warning right the end time warnings we need to get it together he's coming to us he's not playing around that we need to really take this seriously and stop fooling around like we don't have any choice but moors are still you still have moors that are playing games that want to argue there was a discussion and um i don't even remember what i was trying to say but there was another more who um was also in the temple supposed to be a sheik in the temple and um wasn't trying to like talk bad about any other moors or any temples but was trying to explain something and um the brother wanted to cut me off to ask me who my leadership is 
because he's in the more science temple of america inc under brother uh r jones bay much respect to him and and he wants to prove how that's the real lineage and that's you know everybody else is fake and and he just really wanted to go off on that right and um it was crazy because you know the brother like would not drop it he would not drop it and um he literally was like trying to like go back and forth about that for a long time like for like 25 30 minutes i kept trying to say no i mean it, when he first said it, I was like, well, you know what? There's like, there were like a thousand people on there. I was like, you know, everybody doesn't even really understand how the Moorish Science Temple of America works. You know, let's not air out all of these little um, disagreements in front of everyone. Let's talk on the side about that if you really want to do that, you know? And he just wanted to go on and on and bang about the different leadership. And the only reason I'm sharing this is because um, no... More Science Temple of America, no leadership, nobody of, when I say body of Moors, I mean no administration, right, of Moors is pristine and actually doing what the prophet did, following the example of the prophet. And I don't mean that to diss anyone or act like no one's trying or, or doing their best to do it, but I'm just saying nobody of Moors no administration is actually doing it. And that's not to try to act like I'm doing it and y'all ain't. No, I'm just saying like nobody's actually doing it. And you know why nobody's actually doing it? You you could look at the works that we're producing and see that none of us are actually doing what the prophet did. Now, remember the prophet, Noble Drew Ali, for us, he's he's basically, you know, he well, he's a prophet. From an Islamic standpoint, Jesus was a prophet. He's Jesus. For us. And Jesus said, you are to do the works that I've done and even greater. So we are to follow his example and do what he did. And so the prophet, you know, within two years, he had temples all over the country working in unison under one um, administration. Instead of 20, 30, however many there are. Right. So that's definitely like a joke that just cancels out all. It Moorish administrations as far as actually following the prophet. So there was one, um, one administration and he had temples all over the country and they were generating finances. So they, they're collecting their tax, their temple dues. They, you know, formed a national treasurer, right? So they're, they're generating finances locally and nationally. And then they're also starting to by year three, having businesses at every location everywhere there's a temple now there's pressure on them to have actual businesses generating finances right so that they could be what self-sustainable so within three years this is where they're at now unfortunately and this is probably what would happen even today a hundred years later fortunately a lot of the people who were around the profit they just saw the money that was coming in and they all wanted to get their hands on it not saying everybody did but many of the moors did they were at a very simple basic level they just wanted to get their hands in that pot they wanted to be in control of that pot all right and um that's what happens when you're not working on your lower self and so this is this is what happened so this is why i'm saying no administration is pristine you know actually you know doing the good work of following the prophet emulating the prophet because you don't have anyone who's got that stronghold you know, that strong of an administration 
where they could say, well, look, we got the numbers and we all follow this brand of leadership. This is this is who we all accept, you know, as our our leaders. They don't have that. And then they're not actually generating finances and doing the things, moving in the direction that the prophet was going in, where the temple would be the center of these villages, these towns, these cities, these Moorish cities ran by Moorish governments. Bringing in that finances, man. A lot of people want to dance around that, the finances. Um, but that's a big thing because you have to be self-sustainable. You have to be able to sustain your own community. And then if you're claiming to be a nation, you also have to be able to sustain your nation, to be able to not just your good in your neighborhood, but also across the board, board, wherever Moorish communities are, we're good because we work together as a unit. We can trade with each other. If everything else shuts down, we, we have our own, you know, economy. We can keep going. That's what the prophet was doing. And, you know, there's Moors who's trying to do that work. But no one is pristine. No one's in a position where they can sit up and do like that brother where he just want to go at it and just bang on the leadership. My leadership is the real Moors temple. And he wanted to go on and on forever. And that was just a waste. And then after that, I mean, like everything that all the Moors were saying, there were some Moors that made some great points and everything. But unfortunately, there's a lot of people that consider themselves Moors that are just lost in the sauce, lost in the wilderness, right? The people who's outside the temple and they got their excuse for being outside and they pushing their paperwork because they sell that stuff. And, and they squabbling about little petty things about driving without a license and you know stuff like that that don't mean nothing right it's useless they're squabbling about that stuff and i'm I'm bringing this up for a reason because remember the stuff that we're talking about going on and it's happening so fast they weren't even really like they were mentioning that chat gpt ai um chat stuff last year but um it's just jumped up just in the last month just in the last two months it's suddenly become a real issue. We got people in Belgium killing themselves because the chatbot is out of control doing stuff we didn't know it would do, right? So this stuff is just happening quick, quick, quick. It's moving very fast, right? But they're warning you. Google Google execs um, um, warning you. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, 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 Elon Musk, right? His weird, funny-looking um, um, self. He's, he's warning you, right? Everybody's warning you. That this is going to happen, right? That they, they, they will view AI will view humans as scum, right? And, and meanwhile, while they're doing this, they're encouraging you keep having fun on your on your uh, your uh, little, yeah, yeah. You're getting plenty of love and likes and everything for sharing ignorant stuff on social media. Go ahead, you know, you know, you know pull her weave out, you know, punch her, do these things, you know, um, be naked and and ignorant on social media it's all good we, we you know keep it going right and, but they're telling you the ai view to view will view you know more than likely will you know he's saying mm, possibly but yeah yeah it's more than like when's the last time you looked at social media right they're gonna view human as scum and they, they need to rid the planet of you right so they're setting this up right we, we've heard about the rex 84 agenda if you haven't you can go and google that there's there's so many things that were set up to push through this uh, genocidal agenda, you know, the human population, the Georgia Guidestones, look that up too, right? It it has to be 
um, cut down to a lower number, right? And so maybe this is one of the ways to do it. But this is being told to us now, and, and the Moorish conversation should be a little higher than that, right? When the Moors are coming together, we shouldn't be coming together to talk about the, you know, should we be using the driver's license or not? Or are you Moors that's using that stuff? Y'all fake. Like, it, that's that's such a low-level conversation, and it's doing nothing. But this is where the Moors are at, all right? And then you even have the ones that are supposed to be in the temple that are even supposed to be in leadership, leaders in the temple who want to squabble about and bang on each other about leadership. And, and these people have titles, which means that those titles, those people who, who side with them, who, um, who, you know, who, um, I guess you say validate them as sheiks or whatever they are. That means that none of them have any understanding of the prophet. None of them actually follow the prophet because in chapter 25 in the Holy Quran, Right in our holy covenant of the Asiatic nation, it says, Ye are the children of one father provided for by his care, and the breast of one mother hath given you suck. Let the bonds of affection, therefore, unite thee with thy brothers, that peace and happiness may dwell in thy father's house. So if you're claiming to be a sheik of the Moorish Science Temple of America, and we're supposed to uphold these divine instructions as law for us you're supposed to know this inside and out that you don't find when when like I'll, I'll read the next verse too before i say this it says let the bonds of affection therefore unite thee with thy brothers that peace and happiness may dwell in thy father's house and when ye separate in the world remember the relation that bindeth you to love and unity and prefer not a stranger before thy own blood so if we're supposed to um, let the bonds of affection unite us with each other. And, and, and when we separate in the world, remember the relation that bindeth you to love and unity and prefer not a stranger before thine own blood. That means that, yes, um, you know, Moors live all over the places. We go to different portions of the world. We're supposed to remember that. But also, on another level, as we separate in the world, right, Coming across maybe different philosophies, or maybe you join this temple that's over there that you know that's in your neighborhood or whatever, and somebody else is with these people. You're still supposed to remember the relation that bindeth you to love and unity. You're not supposed to play up or try to strengthen the the uh, uh um perceived separation that you have. You're not supposed to try to strengthen the separation. Right. You're not supposed to strengthen the perceived differences. Because when you separate in the world, you're supposed to remember that relation that bindeth you to love and unity, and especially, especially if that person is claiming to be a Moorish American Muslim, is claiming to uphold the prophet to, you know, to practice Islam. <laughs> especially, you're supposed to find a thousand reasons to um, to uh, remind you of the relation that bindeth you to love and unity, right? Oh, this person is a Muslim. Oh, oh, your family's in a temple with you. Oh, you you practice Islam. Oh, you you uphold the prophet. You're not supposed to find things to separate you. So we have people, and I'm not gonna put the brother's name out there, but it's it's extremely disappointing 
is you have people that have these titles and these other people with these all important titles that want to, you know, side with them. And none of their titles mean anything that invalidates all of them. Not even the one that's running his mouth that nobody pulled to the side, say, hey, you're wrong for this. That invalidates each and every one of you. Everybody who co who um, co-signs on these people. It invalidates you all because that means that none of you actually understand your Holy Quran. None of you actually understand the Holy Covenant of the Asiatic nation. You don't come against other Moors because they're under a different leadership. Because your ego wants to prove this point. A true mastermind, a true adept mind wouldn't be that concerned with trying to prove a point that is invalid. Because none of these administrations are actually doing the prophet's work. Because we're not supposed to just pay lip service to the prophet. We are supposed to follow the physical and spiritual example that he set. All right? The prophet stressed the economic portion of the movement. He stressed it over and over again. He said the doctrine of economic security is by no means as widespread. He said that the teaching, the preaching, excuse me, of economic security, all right? He, he said the preaching of economic security. So this is a part of our religion, strengthening our, our communities. Strengthening our economic base. And even though Moors are trying to open businesses and moving there, nobody is exactly following the prophet. Nobody is exactly following and, and actually doing what he's done. And there's people who've been in these positions for decades now. So don't try to hold them up like they are pristine and without error. Especially to put another more down just for the heck of it. So that's showing that. You know, we still, uh, it's just, a, I'm not saying that any, any of us don't have a lower self, but we have people who are in leadership who are still slaves to sin. And that's a big problem. And that's why you have these people who are pushing forward with AI and um, quantum computing. They're, they're, they're messing around with alternate realities and, 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 and intelligence that they don't understand. And they're using all of us as pawns in this game, whether we realize it or not. Because even if you didn't take the jab, they're still trying to put this stuff in the food, right? This mRNA stuff that they were putting in the jab, they're putting, that, they're, they're putting it in the food. They're putting it in the food. And they've been putting this micro dust, um, this nano dust, all over the place. When you walk into Walmart, it just falls on you. You don't even know. You don't even know, right? So there's, I mean, it's it's at a level where it's so despicable, it's so terrible that, yeah, you could be all stressed out and scared and worried what we're going to do. But here's the thing. What we're supposed to be doing as Moors is we're supposed to have our temples. We're supposed to be coming in and internalizing these lessons. See, if people were actually internalizing these lessons you wouldn't have these moors that want to fight about the leadership right they you know they they're not trying to remember the relation that bindeth you to love and unity when you separate in the world they trying to find things that that make us different 
oh, that's your leader. My leader is the real leader. They still trying to do this in 2023, not even realizing how played out and weak and sad that is. Nobody, nobody my age or younger should even care about this stuff. I think dude might have been younger than me too. But like, you know, the people who's in tune with the times, they don't care about that mess. That's old and played out. We don't care about your old beefs from 1929. You know? I don't care what y'all was beefing about in 1931. All of y'all was in the wrong. <laughs> right? And the brother was crazy because he with the group that went and turned the temple into a 501c3 nonprofit corporation and had the nerve to be trying to talk. So anyway, that's wrong. And everybody that co-signed on that was wrong. And you guys want to uphold these people as your leaders. That invalidates us all. And that's why, at the end of the day, that's why. We are not in a position where this pops off. They're really going to start killing humans, viewing humans as scum. The Moors aren't good. I saw somebody shared a video saying there's a video on what AI thinks of the Moors at Khalifa Media shared online. Sounds like we're good. That's cool. It, it might have been funny to watch. It's entertaining, but we're not separated. From anyone else. You know who would be good no matter what happens? I'll give you an example. Uh, right here in the USA, in North America, the Amish community. You know why? Because they live on their own terms. They have their own land. Yeah, they're not online. They're not on Clubhouse arguing about stuff that don't make no sense. That was a waste of time for me. I could never do that again. But they're not doing this. They're growing their own food, so it doesn't matter what's being put in the food. They don't agree with it. You think they took the um, the jab? Because they didn't. Just in my area, there was over 50,000 Amish people who said, hell no, we won't go. They, 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 um, there was a report on it, I think, in, in ABC or NBC News, where they're talking about how the Amish, like, you know, the, the uh, I guess the... CDC or something's like asking them to, you know, promote the vaccine in your newspapers. The Amish got their own media. They had their own newspapers, right? And they said, hell no. They said they had like two or three newspapers, turned them down, told them, hell no. They had like over 50,000 Amish did not take the jab. And on less than five of them, you know, within that whole period, the, I guess two years, is that how long that pandemic lasted? So within two years, only. Less than five of them died of what they claimed was COVID, right? Which you know anybody dying, they going to say it was COVID, especially. Oh, wow. Wow, 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 wow. So, yeah, uh, my mic actually got shut down, y'all. It got shut down. He shut me down, man. Conspiracy, y'all. They, uh, I'm just joking about it. I don't, I don't know why it shut off. But we here. But, you know, just going back to the Amish, man. Um. During that time period, right? So 50,000 of them, you know, didn't take the jab. Less than five of them passed away, right? And, and guess what? They didn't shut down. They didn't close down stuff. They weren't wearing masks. They didn't take the shot. They didn't do none of that. They were good. They were good. They just went about their lives like normal. Nothing happened to them. And so, and then, and then after towards the end of it, like the uh, media, the news, they put out some video about the Amish talking about they have achieved herd immunity. 
David, they're the first community to achieve herd immunity. You know, like get get out of here with this mess, man. And they had to like cover their cover their tracks, like, oh, the Amish did it. They did it the old fashioned way. You know, by being exposed to COVID, like, dude, there, there was nothing for them to be exposed to because they didn't take the shot. They didn't take the jizzab. They weren't going for it right there. I'm just using that as an example, because um, whether you realize it or not, you know, they, they're good. They grow their own food. They live there according to their own way. They actually hold to their religious book, their Bible. Right. And if they do have squabbles, which they probably do, everybody, you know, people don't always get along all the time. You no, know, we don't hear about it. No one knows about it. Right. Right. They're, they're definitely not like in the courtrooms in trouble because they don't want to drive with their life. No, they, they handle their business and, and they do have businesses that because like they 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 sell on and trade um, um, goods. Right. Because they produce. A lot of them have farms. They don't all live on farms. But I'm just saying, for example, they're good. They have their own economy. They take care of themselves. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, that's what the Moors are supposed to be doing. And we're, we're, you know, as a collective, just being honest, we're not there. We're not even close to it. And understand that, you know, we have to be patient with ourselves, with our people, just going off of what we've been through. You know, hopefully we, we're resilient. And we can make it through, you know, if times get rough, you know. But in reality, man, hopefully this stuff don't pop off as fast as it appears to be happening. Because just being honest, if we're all being honest and real about the situation, we are not serious as a people. And we are not prepared for whatever, right? The prophet was moving differently. And even with the temples and the other Moorish organizations, the other Moorish organizations are no better than the temple. They ain't doing anything either, right? You got some that's like in total fantasy land pretending that they could paper, you know, they could paper themselves into nationhood. They can outright everyone else and file all of these things and get to where they're self-sufficient. It's not happening. So, um, yeah, it does appear that we're behind the A-ball, but who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But I'm just showing that I, I wanted to speak on this. I, I saw these articles. And I just wanted to show you that um, these things aren't just happening. This ex-Google exec didn't just want to warn humans out the blue. These stories are being trickled out on purpose to give us a narrative and to... Um, you know, if you ask me, I'd say it's the people who, who are behind this. They have a, a history of telling what they're going to do. You know, maybe they're trying to cover themselves karmically. Maybe they have, feel like they have to do that, you know, for the magic, the things that they're trying to put off. They have to tell you, right? Even though the way that they tell you when they're telling you through movies, through TV shows, hey, that's fantasy, that's fake. Right, we're not looking at that stuff and thinking, oh no, they're trying to pop off a zombie apocalypse. We're not looking at that stuff and and taking it seriously. But they're telling you what they're trying to do. Right? You know, in their minds, hey, we we covered ourselves. So this is what I was just trying to show you because these people, they're all coming out month after month. Sometimes a couple of them coming out, they're just coming out. Sometimes, you know, one week, you know. 
somebody's coming out, then you got an incident, right? You got you got a guy killing himself, and then you got you know the people warning about the chat GBT, you got the people warning about all this stuff. So these things are being trickled out to um paint the narrative to let it be known that hey, this AI is powerful, it's out of control. Um, it may not like humans, it has access to internet to social media all that stuff and it's possible that it may not think very kindly of us and um oh we have these robo uh dogs that we're going to be using for law enforcement because it's more um efficient right they did everything is being pushed towards the desired um the desired narrative the desired effect and the people are not standing up for themselves. So it doesn't look like anybody's going to come to save us. Like the rest of the Americans aren't going to stand up for their rights and say, oh, no, we don't agree with this. You're not going to do this. To us. Nobody's standing up. That's what that whole pandemic proved that everybody, all these Americans, you know, Americans supposed to fight for their right now. They just rolled over and took it. They just, you know, they don't care. Nobody care. Everybody's got a screen in front of their face or something. Everybody's good. You know, we got the food. It's so easy to get food. You know, we don't have to, um, you know, we don't have to slaughter the animals that we're eating so we can overeat, right? <laughs> we can do anything. We don't have to worry about that. We got plenty of games and 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 distractions. So nobody cares. Nobody's gonna do anything about it. All right, and um, they're pushing it towards this narrative where look. Uh, yeah, the police. Yeah, the police are no longer efficient because humans make mistakes. You know, they they killed all those black people. You know, Black Lives Matter, right? They killed all those people, and you know, sometimes they kill other people too. You know, so it's best just to have robots controlling, you know, society, right? Because they're they don't have, you know, racist tendencies and all this stuff. So everything is being shown to us and given to us. <laughs> and um it's it's pushing for that narrative i mean like you i don't see anybody coming and doing anything about it okay that's that's where it's going and um you know i want to keep this positive i don't want to just talk about the problem you know but the only thing that we can do for those who are watching i'm assuming is because you're actually concerned and um hopefully you're active as far as actually um you know trying to build something solid with real people and not people that live like a thousand or you know miles away from you which i'm not saying that we shouldn't do that because we do need to be able to connect with each other across um distances but also um locally in your actual community right hopefully we're if we're not doing that yet we're going out and we're trying to do this to build with people in our communities um and to start practicing group economics at some level so that you can at least at the local level start um either in investing in creating your own business some type of venture whether it's real estate something that you can do with as a collective this, this is something that you got to do for yourself as well it's not saying it 
you don't have to still take care of yourself, your household. You, you need to do this for yourself, but then also to do it as a collective, right? Kind of, um, kind of um, taking on the same mindset that immigrants would have when they first come here. You know, in addition to taking care of themselves, maybe they're also practicing some type of group economics to um, that would put them the collective. Say it's like ten of them that would enable them all to do something as a group that individually may be harder for them to do, right? So, yeah, if you have a group, you should be putting some type of bread up to create some type of business, you know, invest in real estate, something that you could do that will enable you now to, as a collective, start to look for your greater needs, you know? Because, like, man, don't let this stuff get you down. But at the end of the day, we do need to come up with plans. We do need to get land, acquire land, like legally, lawfully, you know, so that you don't have any issues with it and begin to grow our own food because we don't need to be up under anyone else's thumb. I'll tell you what, the water, the water, um, without being all sad and stuff, <clears throat> the water, like just where we're at. The water quality is not good. I don't want to say that about where I live, but it's the truth. The water leaves like a film <laughs> around the um, the sinks and stuff like that. And um, like just personally, we had to get, you know, a system installed to clean that mess up. Right. And um, I'm only saying this because somebody's messing the water up. They're putting chlorine and fluoride. In the water. And who knows what else? Plus, it's coming from a water treatment plant. Right? And um, that was just an example, but then the food, you know? The stuff that we're consuming, right? The, the seedless things, all that stuff. So we want to, you know, at least, um, you know, acquire land. And in order for it to be sustainable, we have to be bringing some type of service to the people. So that's really what it should be about, just to to bring this back to what really matters, because it's not all about this stuff, you know, the the AI and all this stuff that you can't really do nothing about. We can't do nothing about AI if we can't do anything about our, you know, situation we're dealing with right where we're at. So um, this is really what matters and really um, why I'm ending this off with this. So what it really should be about is um, finding ways to create a sustainable community. So that means that we have to bring some types of service to to the world, right? Not even just stuff for each other to sell to each other. No service to the world, like for everyone. Matter of fact, um, if you want to get a Fez, a Moorish American Fez made by real Moorish Americans, go to MoorishFez.com to get your Fez. I don't care what your ethnic background is. That stuff is not important. We are not racist over here. We are not hateful. We love. And so anyone who wants to get an actual real deal Moorish Fez made, um, produced by Moorish Americans, go to MoorishFez.com. Highest quality handmade Fezes. Crafted Fez with the finest wool, complete with tassel and leather sweatband. Wear the national headdress of Moorish Americans with pride and respect. 3XL size Fez is a comfortable fit for brothers with dreadlocks. Shipping worldwide. 
Go to MoorishFez.com to order. So just, um, you know, we all have to bring services. You know, be, we all need to be of service to humanity. And, um, you know, we all need to bring things to the table, like at the end of the day. And so if, you know, all of us are doing that in our communities, you know, with our fellow Moors, you know, practicing this group economics so that we can, you know, create products and services so that we're, you know, creating our own economy. And, and of course, using that also those funds or at least a portion of those funds to, you know, to finance your endeavors, to getting the land. got to be thinking about getting um, being sustainable because you don't know how bad things are going to get. And so as long as we're thinking on that level, we should be good. Right. We, we, we will be good. You know, and it doesn't matter how long it takes to do it. You know, you have to start somewhere. Everybody does. Who cares if you got started late? What you going to do? Stick your head in the sand, <laughs> you know, so it, it don't matter when you wake up. You got to get your butt up and get to work. So that's where we're at, man. We we just have to. Um, I think that's most important. I think a lot of the discussions, man, it's like it's just pointless. It's it's not even worth entertaining. <laughs> and I know a lot of people are entertained, especially by YouTube. And you might still want to watch little debates and all of that stuff. But I'm telling you, man, it's a waste of time. There's a lot of people who are stuck at that level, like they're stuck on repeat. And there's nothing you can do for them. They have to realize on their own that there's no time to play. They have to realize on their own that when the prophet <laughs> described the end times, right, the fulfilling of prophecies, he wasn't playing around. When he's saying the wrath of Allah is on, it's here. If this stuff that we're talking about ain't the wrath of Allah, I don't know what how else to describe it. This is crazy. Just what's up on the screen. Talking about these people doing things that we, there's nothing you can do to stop these people from releasing this AI that they can't control, that they talking about is going to view human as scum. There's nothing you can do about it. Right? Period. It's out of your control. The prophet said the last prophet, this is from chapter 48, the end of time, the fulfilling of the prophecies. The last prophet in these days is noble Drew Ali, who was prepared divinely in due time by Allah to redeem men from their sinful ways and to warn them of the great wrath, which was sure to come upon the earth. Even though the prophet gave all these warnings and he spoke about how <clears throat> our fellow Americans should assist us, you know, if they're true Americans, he spoke, you know, about how great America would be if it does the right thing. He kept it real. The wrath is sure to come upon the earth. No one is spared unless they are doing their best to get in alignment with the will of Allah. But still, no one is spared. That doesn't mean that things aren't going to get more rough for you because it says to come upon the earth. It doesn't say to just come upon North America or to come upon Germany, the earth. It's here and it's real. And this stuff that they're talking about is ridiculous and crazy. It's the wrath of Allah. So there's no time to play. And for the Moors out there that are in leadership, your fellow Moors, your, your fellow sheiks and ministers and heads of temples are on here trying to bicker with other Moors about the leadership. 
and you're just standing there co-signing on it, you're invalidating yourselves. You're invalidating your entire leadership. We can't even take other mores like that seriously. We can't even work with people like that because that shows that you don't stand on the profit. You want to play up our uh, our our um perceived separation instead of remembering the relations that bindeth you to love when you are binded to something, right? If you understand this, you know that you are obligated. You can't just leave that alone. So if somebody doesn't feel that bind, if they're looking for separation, if they're looking for reasons to, you know, to satisfy their their ego, to tell themselves that they're in a better position than the others, there's no reason these people should be ADEP, sheets, any of that stuff. And if they are, those titles mean nothing. You're making the profit a joke and unreal. And that's why the Moors are no better off than anyone else. That's why when a person shared the video talking about the what the chat or the AI thinks of Moors, that's just a joke. That was just entertainment. They don't see the Moors any different than those who identify as black, African-American. They don't. If the chat GPT was able to be on that clubhouse last night, they would have been like, oh, we need to eradicate all this Moorish scum. Even these so-called black people, they don't identify as Moors. They all scum. We need to get them all up out of here, right? <clears throat> There's no thing productive coming from it. You, even those that identify as Moors aren't even doing the work to subdue their lower self, to be better versions of themselves. And so that's a real issue. And on that note, though, I don't want to, you know, take up too much more of your time, but if you watch this video and you appreciate it, hit the like, hit the share button. Make sure that you go back, come back to this video and check out the links in the description. Anything that's not in there right now at this very moment, it will be back in there in just a few minutes. And um, everybody also, if you are able to, if you would like to support this channel, as I said, this is not I support my family. This is just something that will do as a labor of love. Make sure you send a donation to Cash App dollar sign more is in america and um help to support the channel um and on that note though everybody hit the like and the share button i know i say that all the time but that's because you know if we don't promote each other we can't expect anyone else to we definitely can't expect google youtube to promote it they're not necessarily doing that um, we do create products and services over here, though, at uh, Temple 30 in Central Ohio. Check out some of these products and services. They are here for the entire world. We don't practice racism, hatred, ignorance, slander, lewdness, murders, theft, and all those things that harm. And on that note, peace and love, Morris. Don't let your history start at slavery. Join with Moorish Science Temple a lawfully charted Islamic organization and proclaim your nationality while helping us uplift fallen humanity. Founded by American prophet Noble Drew Ali and consistently promoted plans for the betterment of humankind. We are located in Columbus, Ohio. Visit our website www.moorishamericans.com and follow us on social media. We hold live meetings on Zoom every Friday and Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
give us a call at 614-407-4394 if you would like to join or send donations to help us uplift fallen humanity. Fez Caps blends Moorish style with modern streetwear hats. The cutting-edge design features Moorish symbols with a silk tassel on the dome of the cap. More than just a fashion statement, Fez Caps represents something powerful and ancient within you. Go to fezcaps.com to order your Fez Cap now. Every day, billions of searches are conducted online, therefore it is critical that your company stands out to the small percentage of clients who are essential to your business. Our team of local digital marketing consultants and SEO experts is eager to help your company achieve its goals through a consultative approach, top Google rankings, and collaboration with industry experts. Here at Adept Marketing Solutions we stand for integrity, dedication, ingenuity, and results. We know how to navigate the ever-changing digital landscape and what brands must do to succeed. Visit our website to see what we can do to help you reach your goals. CareMore is a non-profit organization focused on providing goods and services to families and individuals in our underfunded communities in Central Ohio. We have created an online presence to reach members of our Central Ohio communities, as well as local events and meetings to give away supplies and donations throughout the city all year long. Visit our website to learn more and to send a donation.